Hey folks, welcome back. It's a goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel, Stales from New Orleans, episode 160. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's goodlifebabe.com. Jeff and Joel's Tales from New Orleans, episode 160. Uh, very pleased to have in the house special guest Dwight Norton. Dwight, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. It's a lovely evening, you know, yeah. in the week. It really is like uh, the weather is like tremendous right now. Yeah, it's perfect. It's it, yeah, it's it's uh, pre pre summer, post spring. Yeah, like right side in that sweet spot. Yeah, so it's like uh, we did have the rain the last couple of days. We had a little, is... we had a little action, we had a little, you know, little burst of activity. But in general, like on the, I feel like mornings, evenings, you want to be outside still. Exactly, you know, which is like always still a great time to be. The uh, bike rides to and from work in those times have been really lovely for me. Biking to work in the morning and then home in the evening. It's 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 nice that we've had this extended kind of springtime uh, this year because normally, Jesus Christ, there's some fruit flies in his house now. <laughs> I gotta get rid of those. Okay, uh, there's. <laughs> I'm just noticing. And you're like, uh, fuck! I gotta go yeah, to the yeah, hospital like, tomorrow. Damn it, man. That's one oh, more shit. thing to add to your action item list before oh, you God. go back to the hotel trip to Ville. No, At least with like with fruit flies, it's easy to identify the source. You know, like usually, like here's the problem, right? Other yeah. things, you're like, I don't know. Yeah, don't know what's going on? It's, it's like true. the open beer. As soon as we. Open opened a beer <laughs> yeah the and I, I threw him out as soon as i walked in you're like okay <laughs> now we know what the source problem is you know, your buggy friend over here <laughs> uh, this is one of the things that people in new orleans have to deal with all the time that i think about a lot is like the ever present onslaught and cycle of insects that happen every year like we have to deal with insects i think more than any and other it's community. and it's cyclical maybe in for, south maybe in south florida they have a, a similar kind of thing you know but yeah. it is cyclical yeah right exactly and like like if you think if you've ever traveled you know like further south you know central america places like you feel like you're actually kind of further down the mountain you know it's not as bad as other places but sure. surely as you go right the rest of the us they're like getting a little freaked like, out by what we have going on here in portland oregon they'll only insect you have to deal with is an ant <laughs> and that's just because you like spilled the honey jar over and left it on your counter for four weeks like and, it's and egregious it. behavior on you yeah 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 I just wanted to, to like, like it's this thing like they were like raising New Orleans kids I'm like guys you're we're just not gonna freak out about bugs everyone's gonna just you know dial it back right now right. dial it back dial yeah, it back right, these yeah. are bugs you know what I mean they're this like cockroaches are freaking us out I'm like look humans are gross that's why right. cockroaches are around they're freaked out of humans and we have the flying uh, cockroaches this time of year too. They're starting to. Come. Those are those are pretty fun. Yeah, you know, <laughs> tell me something. Like when uh, it's kind of a free show. <laughs> when I was a kid, they look. And anybody out there can correct me if I'm wrong, but there they the front, flying cockroach was something that happened in the last. 35 years yeah I think that's it's right. not it's not it's not indigenous it's not indigenous but it's another giant cockroach right to deal right? with yeah yeah like to two deal weeks with. a year right 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 the Three giant weeks. cockroaches that preceded the flying cockroach were like they would just scurry along the in the corners of the room yeah you know and occasionally come out when they were like fucked up you right know, and just like like ha yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> even like someone would be like oh yeah they're in the yeah. corner yeah that's right that's right it's like it's bigger than the rat and the, the flying thing has added a whole new dimension to the cockroach yeah, three over time. You it's know, three-dimensional. Right? Yeah, well, I, I mean, another thing, too, is that they seem to fly toward you, you know? And, <laughs> right. And they fly slow, so it's kind of like, you know, again, like the uh, like in cartoons, not comics, but uh, <laughs> in the animated version uh, on on television, you know, it's like, remember the, the, slow, the slow ball? 
yeah. as a pitch. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it was a gag, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. So it was like in Bugs Bunny, you know, like Elmer Fudd taking would throw like multiple swings. a slow ball, and yeah. like uh, nobody was was able to hit the slow ball. <laughs> right, right, exactly. You know, like that's what the flying cockroach feels like. <laughs> like you're like swatting at it, and you never hit it because you can't actually judge where it is in exactly. space, and it just keeps coming toward you. <laughs> right. You're afraid it's <laughs> like going to land on your eyeball, yeah. you know, and then and then you're just going to be terrified for the rest of your life. But then, then the flying termites too. We have, oh yeah, yeah, they have. The swarm, the swarm, it's swarm season, swarming swarm season. season right. Right. Greek fest is coming, so you know, like you know, termites are like if they're not already here, like they're imminent. Right. They're coming, they're yeah. coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. This park across the street um, gets a swarm once a year. It's just insane. Yeah. So the lights will be on, and it just goes fucking crazy. Yeah. The, now, the there, swarming man. termites love Nord. <laughs> because yeah, yeah, the lights, like, the lights yeah, are the lights are just so on and just like it's just like a beacon, right? Like gather here instead of the neighborhood's houses. Exactly. You know, it's actually a public service. It's true. Know? Totally, just I'll, come here. No, another reason to love Nord and support. <laughs> right. uh-huh. Is there is there like termite attraction services? <laughs> right. Yeah, totally. No, I mean, the, and the and the and it's true. I feel like. You just people come and you're like the, they're either they're visiting or they're new to the city. Like you just got it's just got a trial by fire. You know, you just got a baptism. Just you know, deal with it. In, into the bugs, it's real. There's no real escaping it, right? I mean, right. like you kind of have to just a certain level of tolerance. It's just inevitable. I just had a gazillion dollar idea. <laughs> hey, what's that? <laughs> you know. You can already eat bugs for free at the Insectarium. If that's I, your oh, no, yeah. Well, I mean, that's one thing. Is that we could we could turn our termites into protein, for sure. That's, <laughs> that's not a problem. Right, right. We, we just need we some enterprising Europeans to come by, you know, and like they, present it in a marketing way. In the yeah, late like, 90s, like, they tried to do that with Nutria. Do you remember that? Yeah. They had oh, a totally. Nutrient cook- cook-off. Yeah, they had the yeah. cook-off. Festival yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah they were like, trying to get it not to be classified as a rodent to exactly. like try and help like with the marketing. That's right. Yeah, to it, save our wetlands. Uh, right. it didn't, Let's it, eat it, them. It, it didn't work. I think the fashion, the ethical fur thing is going, is a better, has a better shot though, right? Oh, Have you yes. seen this where they like try and make it called ethical fur because it's an invasive about. species? Yeah. Right. Yeah, and they like, they did, a, uh, they had a whole fur, uh, fashion show at Always Lounge several years ago. Nice. Where they did, yeah, like they the pelts and they used the like, because they have these huge canines you know what I mean? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All yeah. sorts For of jewelry. bone accessories. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's cool. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. The orange teeth. <laughs> yeah. Their teeth are orange. But they polish yeah. to a you know right. a bright, you know a, bra- a bright white. Dream sickle. A, bra- <laughs> a brass. Yeah. It's more of a dream sickle. Yes, no, I just thought of I just thought of one, man. It was like, why don't we attach a termite killing apparatus to the Nord lights? Uh, right like by the, the bug light. zapper, like the bug zapper. Yeah, like a like Those a, things like never work, right? No, but like, like a super duper bug zapper, you know that works. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they crawl in and they don't come out, kind of thing, right? I mean, if, you can, if, you, can, if you can invent it, yeah, I mean, and sell it to municipalities. But know, there's really no there's no profitability like in it. You know what I mean? Like there's not it's not like the city can like find somebody for them. <laughs> what do you mean? So this, I mean, only things like that happen. When the city gets to cite somebody and make money, like the, you know, parking, like the oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah 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 like if the, there's only outgoing money and no chance to make no any cha- money coming yeah, in, yeah, there's no hard sell with the ter- city council. Those termites yeah. don't have cash. No, so you're like, right. You're that's right. why we have to go back to the culinary market. We got to create the market. <laughs> create you know what I mean? Imagine it's like a, like a, like some insect. You know, like like the euro meat. You know, except with right. termites like wrapped around. Yes. You know. Oh, that would be the thing is I would find somebody who is actually using insect protein and then take that and sell it to them. Oh, yeah, it's called metastasis. We could yeah. do a millage tax. <laughs> <It's good. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 
Yes, indeed. <laughs> Yeah, there's a few of those places around town. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. We all—I mean, every city has them. Like, every like, city, every has, city them. has them. They're ones that are like welcoming all of our, our, uh, yeah, our yeah, yeah, exactly. Crawley friends. I mean, they say you ingest like eight spiders a year, you know, without knowing it. Yeah, Some just sleeping. Way, you know. Yeah, just sleeping. Oh yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, I'm probably more like 24. <laughs> <laughs> You're an open mouth sleeper. You're like a gape. Well, that gape. A gaper. Yeah, I'm yeah. A gaper. You got the gape. <laughs> yeah, I'm always just like a dumb lump, lump, you know, like my mouth is always like a gape. And then I bike, so all the insects are flying in my So we mouth. have we have every kind of like unbelievable stinging insect that can exist oh, in North America. Oh, it's also the millipede, you the know? caterpillar, the stinging caterpillar thing oh, is happening now. No, our friend Victoria oh, yeah. Coy was talking about on Facebook that she was like, it rained and now there's millipedes in my house. Yes. Right? So yes. like, well, that was a special rain. I mean, there's a lot of stuff coming up from rain. that rain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that was like probably bones in her house too. I know? mean, you just have so many goddamn things, man. Here, it's like the wasps are you know ever present, and there's. I mean, I, we have a lot of bees here as well. Yeah. In fact, in We're fact, pollinators, man. We are pollinators, and there are of culture. <laughs> I saw the other day. I was like driving down the street, and I just saw a random pickup truck that said bee removal service on it you know and i'm like that's a thing man you know like you can make a living three generations i'm not maybe you could make a living on that i don't know you know with the rents in harahan maybe right, you could right. get away with it you that's know right. what i mean yeah but it's just like bee removal service you but know see, somebody's got a hive growing somewhere in new orleans you know oh like yeah every day Yes. Yeah, you know, I mean, and probably that person, you know, does other kinds of things as well, like caterpillar removal and blah, blah, blah. The caterpillar thing has gotten less and less. Have you noticed that? Yeah, that's strange. In recent years. I have noticed that too. Yeah. Like, I keep waiting, like, for, like, literally the caterpillar to drop. It's not happening. You know, because they fall out of the trees, right? You forget about it. You're like, oh, what time of year is it? And then the next thing you know, one of them, like, drops out, like, fat and happy and, like, gets you on the neck and paralyzes you for, like. And then, yeah, I don't walk around barefoot anymore, but I used to. But I'm sure you have kids. Dwight, so they probably walk around barefoot, so you got to worry about that because if you step on it, it stings the fuck out of your foot. Oh man, I mean, it's a it is a lesson learned in childhood, like right, right. Like, you don't forget your first sting, you know. Yeah, you're like yeah. that thing; it just broadsides you, and that doesn't go away for you know yeah. a yes. week. Yes, you know, poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it gives you like you. It's, what's fun is when you would try to like roll them with your shoe, you know, so you could squirt the guts out as far as possible. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's right. You, like, yeah. St- you know, go tail to, to nose, you know. And just, just explode the yeah, innards like, out. Can you get, right. like, oh, five feet, awesome, yeah. you know, yeah. yellow guts, like, projectile. Like, growing up... That in, was a thing. Growing up, <laughs> was in, was growing up in North Carolina, our equivalent of that was, like, unpiling wood piles <laughs> to find rattlesnakes, or, Ooh, or not, you know, or whatever, not rattlesnakes. Oh, uh, not rattlesnakes, but, right? But, uh... uh snakes. Can't remember which type of snake. This a, a scary one, hopefully. Yes, there were some ones that were poisonous, for sure. Yeah, we've got it those too here. Yes. Yeah. Moccasin. The moccasin. Yeah. The yeah. cottonmouth. If you're on the North Shore. I saw a moccasin uh, by the bayou. Yeah. Actually, last year, like a nice big sized one. Yeah. You know, it was just like lying in these reeds. Nothing creepier. And uh, <laughs> well, it was kind of funny because uh, then not only did I see that one, but like a few days later, I saw. The byproduct of that snake, like like I, it was cooked. No, I saw like three. Oh. Yeah, right. Exactly. You could have that. You know, it was on a stick. Sunny, Sunny Averett. Someone you know, like really happy, like the. He might have cooked it, uh, but no, I saw some baby snakes like in the water. Wow. You know? And uh, and I was like, huh. But also, people were like throwing the ball to their dogs, <laughs> right in that area. Right. You know? 
And you know, you do that thing where you're like trying to be a good Samaritan and nobody gives a fuck. Right. You know, they're more the concerned. ignored Samaritan. Yeah, they're more they're more concerned about you being near them than they are. Right. Like, why are you engaging me? Why are you engaging me? Exactly. Like, like I don't like, trust help from strangers. That like, I that I that's a, some. That's essentially what happened. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know. And it was just like I could just tell from the look after. I want to let you know that it was not really going to go well. It wasn't going to be received. I'm playing with my dog. Fuck off. (laughs) Why are you molesting me? (laughs) I'm calling 911 right now. Right now I'm dialing 911 in my pocket (laughs) while I'm smiling at you. Move along, fella. (laughs) So, uh, Dwight, you're from New Orleans, yeah? I am. I did. I grew up here. Uh, I left for about 11 years 11 or 12 years, yeah. and then uh, came back uh, just after, like a couple years after Katrina. Got it. Where'd you go? I was all around. I uh, went to college in Chicago, yeah. uh, so I did my bit like in the cold in the winter so I can feel like I can talk about that experience yeah. uh, legitimately. And then um, I moved to D.C. after that for a girl who dumped me like after four days. That was really <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> Always move for uh, yeah, like, love Oh, yeah, I'll turn down these job offers. Yeah, this yeah. Is a good, like, I, I totally trust her. <laughs> <laughs> You're a man after my own heart. Right? <laughs> Jeff can attest. Yeah. <laughs> so that was an eye-opener. And I stuck it out, and then, uh, and then I, um, I lived in Madrid for a little while because I've got some Spanish family, and I wanted to go. Nice. I was like, going to go back to school so I lived there for a while and then I went to school in LA for grad school and worked out there for in LA for a couple of years lived yeah. in London for a little bit uh, nice. and then came out, made my way finally back I was actually in London when Katrina hit uh, I was like watching you know from the yeah. TV like uh, from very far um, right and then it took me a little longer to extract myself and make it back here and it's yeah. been 11 years since you've been back yeah yeah what part of town are you living in so I live in the Marining uh, you know, in the triangle, you know, part of that small and dwindling uh, full-time residency. Yeah. Um, right between uh, Frenchman and Esplanade off of Royal Street. Wow. So it's right in the middle of stuff, but it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm raising my kids there. And we actually have a really cool block. Like for, you know, Jeff, you know that area, you know, that's changed so much, but our block has still retains like full-time residency. It's a mix of owners and renters. Nice. Oh, that's and good. like, there's like one of the houses down the street, this woman has owned it. Like she's literally was born and raised on the block. Yeah. Married her childhood sweetheart, built this 60 styles ranch home, which drives historic preservationists nuts. But it's just amazing because it was their dream house. Right. Just right there in the yeah. middle of all that's, the like, you know, really like awesome. 19th century like, right. cottages and, and, and doubles. And I wonder stuff. how they pulled that off. I, it was before this stuff was even invented. Be- because yeah. the FMIA yeah. wasn't formed until 1971. <laughs> Before 1971, between 1955 and 1970, was all of, was the housing boom when all that shit got built, and they were like, "Fuck it, I own property, and I don't give a shit what your house looks like. Mine's modern, new, and better." Yeah, and they built it like that. Yeah, it was amazing, and like we all like want to actually like list it on the hist- national or the local historic register because like her story is so great, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a great spot, you know. And so uh, they call themselves the enablers, and we live in the enablerhood. 
uh, <laughs> which definitely kind of plays out on occasion. <laughs> uh, but it's still a great spot, you know, and like even with all the changes, I still love like with my kids, like we can walk, you know, we can walk everywhere in the, sure. in the quarter and stuff like that. Yep, They're learning yep. to ride their bikes now, which is like super awesome. Yeah, cool. So Washington Square right there a block away is almost like this little training track for kids on bikes. I didn't <laughs> right. even know of it. Amazing. But yeah. it's like a New Orleans yeah. version, right? Like it's not this sure. like safe, like there's nothing else going on. You got to avoid like, you know, junkies. Like, junkies. There's a jugglers. Like, you know, yeah, that's yeah. cool. There's someone right. playing music. It's and busters. then there's like, yeah, then there's drunks like wandering like through. Yes. You know what I mean? So you got to learn to avoid all the obstacles. Find like, get the, you know, bonus points for the good ones, you know, and like. Yeah, right. And like, it's so it's it's a, it's a good scene. It's got to be wild for your kids. Yeah, I know. Are they They're school, school age yet? They're in first grade. Yep. And right. they're probably going to grow up to live in the suburbs, you know, just because of all this, you know. This yeah, is what I'm gonna, saying. Like, just like, some mess with me. That's, that's going to be them, like, uh, re, not retaliating, but, like, That'll be their <laughs> rebelliousness. Their rebelliousness. Totally. Yeah. 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 Like, I'm going to buy this freaking house that looks like every other house in the block. I'm going right. out. We're going to drive everywhere. Totally we We're driving everywhere. With a lawn. Yeah. How about that? We're going to Kenner. Bruh. No, no, we're going all the way north. It's either that, or, either that, yes. or they're going to be like Olymp- sure. Olympic BMX, yeah. you know, something like that. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully they'll be more like that, like rad. Yeah, but it's fun, and so, so yeah, so I've, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's still a good spot. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they go to school in the quarter. They go to school up the street uh, on yeah. Esplanade near Broad Street at Picolage. Okay. So one of the newer charter schools. Oh, yeah. You sure. know, nice. Part of the, yeah. you know, the crop. Of, yeah, my uh, godchild goes there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, they seem to like it, you know. I mean, you know, no place is perfect. But it, yeah. like yeah. when I was a kid, you know, I, and there's definitely, this is like, there's way f- a lot further to go. So I don't want to belittle that. But, you know, when I was a kid, there was, you know, if you could scratch pennies together, there was one public school option, you know, and otherwise you were out of there. Right. Uh, and now there's like more options and so more people are trying and so there's still a long way to go, but there's still like, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten schools that, you know. That you could choose from, yeah. Yeah. What what part of town did you grow up in? I grew up in Broadmoor. Okay. Nice. Uh, you know, one of the... Uh, in the bottom of one of the bowls of New Orleans. You know, it's like other cities have hills. You know, like we should start talking about our famous bowls. You know, like the, the seven bowls of New Orleans, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I, live, I grew up in, yeah, Bowl Broadmoor. Yes. Broadmoor, the mid-city of Uptown, you know. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they would hate that. They would hate me for that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. They've flooded pretty, pretty bad over there. Oh, yeah. The I mean, I just have all these great memories growing up of like, you know, the different floods and seeing my mom like you know pulling us in a little raft like up to her you know oh, yeah, thigh, of course, mid-thigh. Sure. it's like you know we're in like a little raft like whoa this is awesome <laughs> like great. look at the top of that car <laughs> you know like cool like adults forget how fun floods are for kids <laughs> man because they're like bailing out water from the car yeah because right. yeah, they're doing all the difficult shit yeah right, yeah right, they're actually exactly. worried about all like property and like stuff like yeah. that yeah yep. yeah 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 wheeler uh was texting me about nba he lives in broadmoor uh, basically Napoleon and Claiborne <clears throat> and he's texting me about the NBA stuff yesterday you know and also about playing disc golf maybe and then he's like I'm like cool how's your weekend and he just sent me a photo he's like well this is what I'm doing now and he's like bailing he's like showed me a picture of his flooded car and he didn't lead with that he led with like the Blazers game <laughs> <laughs> but you know he's was on, was on the top of his mind and that's how used to you getting flooded in New Orleans <laughs> You lead with like the NBA playoffs and not 
your car getting flooded. I know. I've gotten to the point where like I don't even move the car anymore. <laughs> In fact, with my car, I'm like, I hope it fucking floods. <laughs> Please let it flood. Let this be the one. God, let it. Let this be the one that like trashes it. Man. You know, come on. It like totals it. Pump, pump number two, Mid City. Listen to me. This is. I mean, I think, I think that's. We just have to start. Yeah, exactly. We just got more flotation devices. You know, on right. more things. It's yeah, like, exactly. Like you know, it's. But, but what's funny about this recent one is that the the pump that failed in Mid City, uh, for people who don't know, there was. Uh, Every pumping station has X number of pumps, and they have a cubic inch per minute uh, designation, and uh, they're all different, and and they're typically ancient, and they run on uh, many of them that are ancient run on a 25 hertz electricity cycle DC, I believe, um, which is essentially a version of electricity that came from. Edison, I think, uh, from prior to the... It might, it might have even been Tesla, you know? Yeah. It might have been, like, it might have been, like, it might have been Tesla's, like, choice. Well, Tesla came up with the 60 hertz solution thing, you yeah. know, so you could have, like, a power All plant day. way far away, yeah. blah, 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 the whole thing. And, uh, and so this predates that to when we had electrical power plants inside the city of New Orleans because the, the run from the power plant to what the electric people who were being serviced had to be short. And, uh, and, and so... I think one of the pumps that Landrew got in a couple of years ago when the flood hit at the end of his tenure um, was maybe one of the this one that failed, right? So this is the weird thing, is that essentially the newer pumps, every now and again you get one of these ancient ones that just is like beyond repair, right? Yeah. And so they just go, oh, we have to order something hyper specialized from like Siemens or something like that and have to wait six months for it to come or whatever. But anyway, they had it. They had apparently they had a stock somewhere in the world of pumps that were available when the shit hit the fan. And Landry was like just trying to like on August 17 right? and August 17. Yeah. He and Landry was trying to backstroke his way out of this disaster. Right. And and the water still had been pumped out. Exactly. And they and they had determined that like 15 of the pumps weren't working and that something like five of them were beyond repair so not only are they not working but they're taking up one of the one of the channels of water and just sitting there you know and not working not working so right. not only can it not work it's blocking any new device from work so people got really up in arms about that and Landry was like we got to fix at least that you know and so they ordered these new pumps to come in i think the mid-city station that this is one of those and that's the one that failed the brand new one, but it right? failed, or the newer one, because of a power problem. It failed because of a power problem, right? And not only I, I, this is completely tangential to what we brought you in here for, but anyway, it, it we'll failed. Find way. We'll find, we'll our, find way. our way. We'll find our way. And it failed because of a power issue, and it wasn't even necessarily that because it's sixty hertz, so the power has to come from energy. Right. right, and uh, so all you know, the same source that powers everything in the city, essentially, except for all these twenty-five hertz uh, pumps, and their power comes from generators that are based in the Carrollton Pumping Station headquarters uh, for the uh, Department of Public Works or whatever, who or Sewage and Water Board for the City of New Orleans, and so uh, how for whatever reason they weren't able to get power to this one pump. 
And then this is what really caught me off guard was that they lost an hour's worth of pumping time at the height of the rain <laughs> because human beings have to come in when one of these things, one of the newer ones, fails. Human beings have to be there in order to activate the generator, the backup generator that provides power. And and so typical of sewage and water board of new orleans you know it shows the cultural uh changes that need to occur in that institution is that they told the new orleans advocate like hey but look uh we had people come in we had it on within an hour <laughs> it's like it's not really the point man yeah. it's like why do we not have all of the pumps that are uh what what deal with hurricane based uh flood surge and at the end of the canals have redundant uh, power supplies that are on elevated stations that you can see that are outside and they kick in automatically. They don't need human beings to be there in order for that. So they sense when the power goes out on a pump and they automatically turn on. So it's automation. It's, it's so we just trust the computers automation. and we'll be fine. I feel so like I'm I've just, seen this movie. I'm and just it wondering, the same way. The, the, I'm just we're all flooded out. War games, man. Let's go back to the 1980s. It's just war the games, only man. way to win is not to play. No, it's... it's <laughs> It's, that's great. It's it's really simply just a switch, essentially. You know, it's a switch. It's just right. like electricity isn't going here. Switch. It goes there now, right? And so then the thing kicks on, and that's it. Yeah. Um, but it's just so crazy, man. I mean, that like, why do we need to have human beings go and turn the damn thing on? I mean, it is, but why? it is like, and that doesn't mean we should like let off the gas as a public and a community. And we still also know that, like, we cannot pump our way out of this, right? So, like, that's, like, what we were talking about, too, right? Like, there are, like, as individuals, we get all, like, frustrated and pissed off because you're, like, you know, damn you, like, so much water board, you know, once right, again, right, like, right. you know, like, you know, we're, like, you know, uh, what's this, uh, Charlie Brown with the, the football, you know, right. like, oh, we we're relying on energy again, like, right. you know, what, I can't believe it, you know? Yeah. But even still, like, there's a lot of things, like, we know a the pumps will, we can never pump our way out, and like b that means that you know we could do a lot more things ourselves, which is like, you know, some consolation. It's it's a small consolation, but well, it is like it's like what can we do? What can we do right. ourselves? Well, this right? is something I brought up. Uh, the musician uh, Arsène Delay, who is uh, uh, John Boutet's niece, yeah, lo- lovely yeah. musician. Uh-huh. She posted something on Facebook, and she's turning her in her home. She's turning. She just dug up all this concrete in order to make a water garden. And she hasn't completed the process yet of the water garden, but just by digging up all the concrete, she was like, in this type of rain before, my car would have flooded, and it didn't, you know? And it's I, like little things that- I do feel right I do. do feel like it has gotten better, you know? But at the same time, I, I feel like when, when, I feel like people still have a right to complain about it when there's like totally. a, when there's I don't, a that's fail. What I'm we don't need, a, we don't they don't let us, yeah. I, yeah we don't need to yeah, let us because like yeah exactly and you said that and 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 I appreciate that because because I just feel like like I understand that but it's also the difference between like four inches higher and five which is like the difference between like it coming in the door <laughs> right. or it into right. my car you know right. what I mean well <laughs> so I, it's like it's like if that the, pump is on. My neighborhood is definitely going to flood, but just not high enough to get in my house. And, then, and I can live with that. And well, you know? the other thing people were complaining about is like in certain neighborhoods that were adjacent to one another, the the water got pumped out quickly, and in other places it, it was, stood. 
still. Right. Well, certainly right. It's got it, into the whole pumped on uh, right. question. Sure, sure. And, certainly, yeah, this yeah. past storm lends credence to the complaints that were filed after the last one, when uh, totally. the Landry administration was like desperately trying to spin it any way possible, and and uh, and you know, condescendingly referring to everyone in the city as like as whiners and complainers and without saying it outright and that they don't know what they're talking about and we're never going to be able to pump our way out of it and blah, blah, blah. And nobody was saying that. The message wasn't being received. What the message was, we're not saying that. We're not saying that we don't, we're not used to floods here, Mr. Mayor. We're, what we're not, what people are saying is that something is odd about the height and the amount of time that the water stayed based on instinctually on the rain that occurred, you know, and and, and that's what I think uh, people's complaints were mostly. They took that and they distorted it into this PR message saying you just should get used to the new normal that we're always going to flood. Right. Yes. And and that's which is, not, what we, which is what Wheeler did when he's like, "Hey, did you see that Blazers game?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Well, you know. And, we, no, we, oh, and Wheeler's and, Wheeler's particularly adapted no, to. May uh, I uh, you know, say something positive? Like yeah. There's go ahead. nothing more romantic and may I say sexy as this type of storm. <laughs> like. Right. All I want to do is be in bed with a beautiful woman during <sighs> a storm like this. It's like a cacophony of music. It's just so beautiful. Well, you want to tell us the about wind it? Coming so, in. What, were you with did it happen? Um, I was no. Because I, I that's I was, a no. I was, that is a no. Yeah. As soon as I said um, as soon as he said um, I'm like that's a no. That was, delay, a, I was yeah. well. This is a good segue. I was what's happening with my lady friend from Amsterdam. <laughs> oh, just as good. Well, because that don't, just as good. She, and did basically, she try to grab you was, when the lightning struck. I was because basically that's... writing her poetry about what I was hearing, and then she was like, "Oh, melting." When my lady's away, I cuddle up with my WhatsApp. Yeah. Me too. Exactly. Yeah. So, but the, the, reason, the reason it's a good segue <laughs> is because what you were telling me before that you were part of some sort of contingency from the Netherlands that came over uh, water-wise. I yeah. Say. Uh, well, right. So, you know, I was just, you know, and it's a lot of the work that I'd done. Um, so, uh, in the, I worked for the city of New Orleans most recently, uh, uh, as we were discussing. Uh, and um, through a lot of the work uh, in the resilience office where I was a part of uh, was a, lo- is a lot of cultural and engineering exchange with the Dutch yeah. around, right, how do we th- rethink how we sure. deal with water, right? And, sure. and basically, and that was kind of a, right the post-Katrina saying, like, the whole idea, the big strategy, right, of, like, walls and pumps and or bust, you know? And yes. that was, like, the, the thing yeah. that had to come down, right? We can't do walls and pumps and, and survive. And so there was a lot of right. There was a lot of Dutch coming in um, that was generated a lot. Of, there was a lot of local um, efforts to do that. Um, you know, it's a guy, an architect named David Wagner, was really involved in helping that, and a lot of others started really getting involved. It's really snowballed sure. to say, like, you know, we have to rethink how we're dealing with this and how adversarial we are with water. Um, How's it manifested itself? Has it been positive? I think it's been pretty amazing. I mean, yes. I think it's really taken off um, in a lot of different ways. I don't know um, the friend you were talking about who she did her project with. She just on on her own. But there's also a group, the Urban Conservancy, that does a front yard initiative. Is what they oh, call yeah. it, where they actually help people I'm find out. figure out how to pop pull up all the concrete in their front yards 
and create a lot more yeah, basically would, places for water to soak into the ground. To right? soak into the she ground. She definitely right? worked yeah. with an NGO. I'm gonna yeah. That. yeah. And that's yeah. probably, I wouldn't be surprised about it. So they have like, so do that. I mean, that's like one of like, Many different um, nonprofit entities and ways it's working its way into schools, like you know the new uh, and even into some institutions, right? Like Delgado just had a big thing. They've, they've done a lot of work around managing stormwater in their campus because it's oh, chilly really? and like, no they've done a lot of runoff. So yeah, they've done oh, a lot cool. of work to like how yeah. to manage water on the campus. Nice. And like the new, you know, City Park's moving that direction. The new Children's Museum is like all about uh, kind of in- incorporating that into like their whole campus and also their education, right? So kids can come out and see, like, here's where the water will flood and here's where it'll go and right. So so I see like it happening in a lot of different places. And and like we're saying, at the same time, we also are still frustrated like on the block level, right? Like my block still floods. So we see like big things happening and little initiatives happening. I, I do feel like the community as a whole is getting more aware of like the scale like the issue and how we it's not just the scale, but how we need to like we can't just do the same thing over again, right? Right? Isn't that Einstein's definition of insanity, right? right. Expecting a different result with the same, the same thing yes. over and over again. Yeah. 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 So we you know, we can't do what we thought was the good idea in the sixties, you know, in the in the fifties and sixties and seventies. So and I do think that is like actually improving. I think it's getting better out there. And I and so um, I think there's plenty of room to be optimistic around. Um, of course, Arsen, uh, by the way, uh, worked with Waterwise Nola. Yeah, another like so for a little for profit entities that are springing up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The other thing that it struck me on Facebook from this whole mess was uh, you know the photographer Cheryl Gerber. You guys know Cheryl Gerber? No, 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 Cheryl. She's a. Um, I don't know, decades long photographer. Um, I think she's freelance now. Um, does mostly music stuff and cultural stuff, but she just went out and took photos. And the alarming amount of plastic that came out of the sewage, like rose into the streets, it, it's, just, it's just shocking, you know? And that stuff is real. I mean, like, I yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. right? I mean, like we've we uh, that's come out like with Mardi Gras, right? And Mardi Gras trash, sure. And like seriously, right? I mean, like at some point we just have to deal with this, right? Like this isn't what Mardi Gras is about. Like I mean, you know, what I mean, like excess, yes, but like you know, just totally like you know, trashing our our like things for like like you say it lasts for years. It's it not like this is like it's not like you can clean this up. It's like you're <laughs> it's for years. I mean, can we just get rid of plastic? Yeah. Right. I mean, that's what I blame my parents on. I'm like, you guys are responsible for plastic. <laughs> I really, th- and I tell them that all See, the time. That's, 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 that's all I tell them that all the time. Oh man, uh, you no, know, man, it's only it's a negative thing. I say some loving things. <laughs> you know too. that I. No, that's a, the only negative thing. I'm like, hey, thanks things. for the Tinker Toys. That was cool. And like the, <laughs> but fort, those were made of wood. The forts in the house and stuff. That was cool. But like, you know, the hamburger helper sucked, and, uh, and the plastic you know, the is mi- still the there. Micro- the microwave sucked, and all this plastic is still here. Look, uh, you know me. I'm a proponent of doubloons, which are aluminum. You know, so they're <laughs> recyclable. I'm a huge. I'm a doubloon. I'm a doubloon man. You know, Dwight. We've had several Small podcasts footprint. just about the doubloon, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the nature of a podcast. <laughs> that's right. It's not true crime. Yeah, but you know what's funny too is like like I you know growing up here and you know doing Mardi Gras and like as a kid. Went through all the changing beads and watching all the stuff. And then now as an adult, you know, rediscovering Mardi Gras and that time that I was gone and seeing all like, 
you know, there was St. Anne's was there, but like all the other, you know, DIY Mardi Gras has really taken off. And that's all my favorite stuff, right? Yes. I mean, that's the stuff I love going to with my kids. It's the love I, the stuff I love the most, right? I mean, you know, it's like from Crew de Vue to St. Anne's, right? Yes. It's everything basically on, you know, Downriver that's like, yep. like exciting. But also you think about the throw, not only is it super creative, but they're not throwing tons and tons of plastic, right? Everything that gets handed out is like some little like custom it's made like, like craft tr- craft trinket artisan <laughs> yeah well it's like also the like artisan uh, doubloon yeah what do you yeah, call yeah. it uh, yeah. uh, tit rex yeah t-rex t-rex, t-rex. t-rex. <laughs> what's t-rex yeah this is what happens when yeah. you whatsapp at night too much exactly <laughs> truly <laughs> no this is just me uh, but yeah that you get the tiniest little wonderful oh. like button shaped like Throws that they just put in the palm of your yeah, hand. Yeah, I saw someone it's not take a throw. Oh, the mini, gonna, the mini comic. It's oh yeah, like someone did like a, a took Barbie shoes and decorated them like Muse's shoes. Yeah, like handed them out like little individual, tiny right. little, ones. tiny little mini shoes. And those are that's, that's those, terrific. And those are never gonna wind up on the street. They're never. Gonna, they're, they're gonna wind up on your mantle at home totally. where you put your precious things. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. that's that's is the better direction for for Mardi Gras. Yeah, and so sometimes right, it's like right, it's like. Um, yeah, the the excess doesn't have to come from the like, plastic or the other th- the things we just throw away, right? It's it's all the other exuberance and joy. Like we can just do lots of that. You yes, know? but why can't you? Take, <laughs> you work for the city. Yeah, I would, formally, Wait, formally no, works you know, for you the city. Independent. No, I said you yeah, worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, Joel, can you Hashtags. hold on to that second? We're thirty five minutes into this, and 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 Dwight hasn't told us what he does now. I know, but I just want to ask him this one question. So. Okay, all right, go ahead. <clears throat> and this will be a segue too, probably, but. <laughs> Do you, do, do you guys think that, like, if New Orleans tried to be as progressive as, say, San Francisco and ban plastic bags and plastic bottles, that people would just take flamethrowers to City Hall? I mean, can, why can't we do shit like that? Right. Why and can't it, we be progressive? Totally. And if you think about it, too, it's like, look at all, like, who's where's most of the plastic being generated and thrown away at, right? It's like, like French Quarter bars, right? I mean, really, like, where's, like, most of the trash that we generate and throw away? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think people. Torres, yes, Torres likes the trash. Torres likes the trash. I mean, I think we could do it. I mean, I think it would be better if we came up with a different alternative, right? Like, if I mean, if we could somehow do it in a way, like in a New Orleans way, which says like, we love our to-go cups, right? You can't take away to-go cups, That's right? right? That's cultural. Correct. So we just need to. It's just, just like it's just like with beads. How about yeah, compostable? exactly. Like so, it's just like with beads. It's yeah. not saying we're not trying to ban like like the, what we're doing. We're just saying it, it. Let's make it a little more harmonious with our environment that we sure. have to live in. Like, and we know that the water is going to f- literally flush back in our face. I mean, these, these these photos, folks. If you go to Cheryl Gerber's Facebook page, are just alarming. <laughs> like, just you know, you've seen those giant islands of plastic in the middle of the ocean or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's like that was happening all over the city. <laughs> it's in like New Orleans. Many tiny versions of that. Like, just entire blocks of plastic in New Orleans at once the water receded. Yeah. You know. So they have, I had some good friends who went to India and they have these things called uh, Clago cups for folks who've been there. I've never been. And like, you know, that's where they do like tea, basically like street vending uh, for tea. You get a little clay, it's a clay cup. You drink your tea and then you just smash it on the ground when you're done. And right. like, you know, dust to dust. That's you know? awesome. It's awesome. Right. That's, yeah. amazing. that's uh-huh. amazing. Right. Uh-huh. We can and rebuild sad. the wetlands with like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. With right. the amount of like to go cups we. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's satisfying to do. Totally. Right? Like, so it's like, cathartic. Ah. You're like, yeah, like, I'm not going to beat anybody up today. I'm just going to throw my cup on the ground. <laughs> <That's> you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I feel like, like, 
yes, we can, like to your question, like I, that I think we need to like mm. inspire, like inspire ourselves to think more like, how would we do it differently, more creatively, more the way yeah. that we do things, you know? But you're clearly like a progressive dude. Um, I met you um, to Jeff's um, question before, who are you? Um, <laughs> Besides, some guy just wandering 30, by. You know? Forty minutes into the that podcast. wasn't that wasn't my question. I was, my question was what? Why are you here? Why? Tell us what you. Why, why are we you haven't here? We, we haven't had we haven't Dwight even introduced ex- you. Yet. Explain uh, what he does. So Dwight, I'll just say this: when I met Dwight, uh, Dwight was uh, the reason we know each other is because Dwight, did you start the Blue Bikes program where you you were? At, yeah, you either started it or an integral part. Yeah, working for the integral Arizona. part. I was basically there uh, once the kind of decision was made to make it to do it. Uh, I was representing the city to make it happen. Yep, yep. So the Blue Bikes is a private company, but they needed the city support. Clearly, the city is the one who like put out the call to contract with somebody, and I see. Uh, so once that after that call was happened, a decision was made to to work with this company. I took it from contract negotiations to through launch and and, yeah. and watching it kind of the first year uh, and with the sponsorship and tow as well from yeah Blue that's Cross something they were prime they're part of their primary responsibility but the oh, okay. city was assisting in uh, introductions you right know, to kind of right. let people know like here's right here's a good opportunity mm. yeah yeah I mean did I, I want to ask you uh, how that experience was and what you I my I just want to say though that I think the the blue bikes folks are are it's a bike sharing program in New Orleans and this is what I'm talking about like why can't New Orleans be progressive like other cities because you see this type of stuff in other cities that I, I lived in DC as well for a bit chased a girl um, and see? just turns yeah. the people into bad people totally well DC I've heard is the worst per capita town for that. Yes. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it like for being dumped. Just like when you move there, let you guys know that. <laughs> well, because it's so statistically the worst for chasing so, a girl. It's so easy for the women to live or for people to live there because, like, the gar- anyway. Now I won't even get into like why. Why DC is just let it go, Joe. Okay, that's right. Let why it go. So I hope she's miserable. Let it go of the week. <laughs> let it go of the week. Um, so. Uh, the blue bikes, in my mind, have been a pretty huge success. Like I, I have visitors who come down and they use totally. them and love them. I've like decided not to get flat tires over Mardi Gras, and I've actually used them a couple times myself during Mardi Gras, um, just because I just had too many blown tires on my own really lovely bike. Yeah, um, and uh, it seems that seems mostly downtown. Um, were that are, are the neighborhood associations uptown? Did they push back? Is that no? So what? The, basically, the way that this, uh, like, the decision we made was based on just practic practicality, right? Yeah. Like as a big, as a starting point, which is to say, you know, the goal is really to provide people with more options, right? Yeah. And I'm with like as I a bicyclist when I first even heard about bike share, I was like. This is ridiculous. This isn't going to happen, right? I was a, I completely. I tell the story all the time. I was a, a total bike share skeptic, like many things, right? I get a lot of things wrong, like you know, yeah. And so, at least you're um, self-aware, totally, you know. And I think, <laughs> and uh, and so, but you know, it's one of those things you experience and you try and you like decide for yourself, right? Like or like eh, maybe it's not going to work, but I mean, what's what's the harm in trying? You know, sure. I think that's also like a mentality, right? You're saying like. Progressive is also kind of just open-minded to saying like, mm, like, like let's just try something, you know. Start like, against the wall. Yeah, exactly. 
And so, um, but when it comes to the to biking, there's some pretty basic like standard things that are kind of realistic, which is that most people if you, aren't going to ride five six miles, right? That's like a super commuter, right? Like the spandex crowd is like a, a narrow band, right? Very narrow, yeah, very yeah. narrow band, That's very right. tight, yeah, you very know, tight. and <laughs> narrow band. And so most people yeah. just aren't going to ride their bike, especially down here, right? Like you know, once you get from you know May to to October, October, right? Yeah. You know, so three miles and under, not just for the weather, but just in general, that's what most people are going to ride, right? That's a comfortable ride. That's what I do. Yeah, you know, it's an easy ride. So yeah. there's a proximity issue. And so the truth, and still here, even though, you know, we're still a lot more spread out, most of the jobs are downtown, like about 11% of the city's job, or the total region's jobs are downtown, like something like 25% just city proper. Uh, most of, a lot of those jobs are our service industry jobs, right? The hospitality ones, and so, you know, the idea was we want to f- make sure we're servicing the neighborhoods that are close and convenient, the people that are going to willing to bike, and so that's kind of like that radius around our jobs core in the downtown French Quarter area. Got it. So that was kind of the starting point. So that's why we didn't go all the way uptown. And so we tried to kind of I stay see, that distance yeah, in all I, directions. I never bike uptown with my, and I'm a biker every day, and I, no. I feel you. Yeah. Biking uptown is not safe, basically. <laughs> no, it's also not safe. I mean, even with this, uh, well, continue. Sorry. Even with this new bike lane on Broad, it's like I will never take that. The bridge? Bike. I'll never take that. You're I'm not going to do it? People are going to get killed on that motherfucker, man. Did you Did you see what people were doing before? Like with nothing? I Well, I would, I would go down to Jeff Davis. Let's do it together. Okay. That was one of my projects. <laughs> Oh, that was one of your projects. Totally. Uh, well, At so there's there a the, group you, of us are working on it. The safety pilots. Totally. The safety pilots. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Because like, so this is basically right. A, a very, a high, it turns into a relatively high speed bridge, right? Yes. That people are moving very fast on. And for people who don't know, right, you got on one side maybe a one and a half foot sidewalk. And right. on the other side, maybe like two and a half. And when feet. we're saying a sidewalk, it's like not much of a sidewalk. Yeah, folks. I mean, it's right. Like, and then like, and then yes. you've got like a right, a two foot barrier, and then impending doom via interstate or railroad or well, and then then like the forklift and then the two, right. the two right. lanes, the on ramps and the off-ramps. and then on ramps and off ramps, right? Like, and so you know, people were still walking and biking this thing because it was such a critical link, right? Because that's totally. the, the the interstate and the bridge, like a lot of communities. Yes. They become like cut off communities, and so there's only a few roads that go across there. So it does make sense to do it. So it was like, how do we make it better than it is now? Which is, right. was I got was you. totally terrifying. Now I'm with you. We should try it though, because I haven't done. It. I so will do it. Post it Let's do it together. Let's do it. Because sometimes if, I, if I'm going uptown, I go down to Jeff Davis, or which I don't love that either. But I sometimes yeah. But at least it's in the middle. It's not in traffic. It's at all. Right. Exactly. It's, it's a some, little right. bit. That's totally. But sometimes I will walk over the Saints. Uh, Pelican's ghetto parking, you know, like, you know where the uh, six four five crew, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Uh-huh. where the parking is, right there. I'll walk my bike up <laughs> those thirty stairs. It's like a, it's inter- like like a biking rock over moment. the pedestrian. Yes, it's like yeah. I'm training in ro- against <laughs> totally. Drago. Every time I would I shoot that, right there. I would shoot a scene. And I, I like Joel. I must break. And I and yeah. then I could walk down the fucking forty stairs on the back end, and then I like hop over the little interstate off ramp that you have to do. And then, yeah. I'm, then I'm safe. I'm yeah. thinking about it like that, a really lonely soundtrack with with flute. That's how hard you know? it is to. to <laughs> but this is illustrating Dwight's point that yeah. like the connection between uptown and downtown via bike is is tough. So and it makes and sense. in general, like it's tough, right? Like biking is certainly like one of the hardest ones. But I mean, it's kind of real too. Like you know these these 
you know, geographies and these kind of like, you know, friendly rivalries, but there's also a legitimate like, it's a pain in the ass trans- from a transportation perspective, whether you're walking, biking, or sure. driving, yeah. transit, definitely, and even driving, right? Yes. To get, you know, between these parts of the city. Yeah, I, right? I would never, I would date someone who lives in Amsterdam, <laughs> but I will not date someone who lives in the Garden District, or like Uptown Garden District. It's just I mean, a not bridge. Even like, like, it's, it's just too a, far. It's just like a bridge. Too far away. Like, like, it's too like, far away. Like Riverbend, I could see. It's Riverbend, like, forget bridge, about it. Bridge too fucking far. <laughs> totally. Like, I'm going, yeah. like, liter- no, I'll go to Algiers before I go to Riverbend. Sure. Totally. Absolutely. I'll do Poland Avenue, maybe. It's way too far. Like, but, but fucking Uptown. Yeah. So, you know, whereas, you know, these ideas are, you can, you were, what's exciting is to try to stitch the city back together via these other ways, right? You know, like forget trying to stitch it together, the driving. What if we could stitch it together in these other ways, right? Right. Like walking and biking, which are all the other benefits that, that, you know, you want to do anyway. But so, yeah, so that's how we ended up with Bike Share, what we did. And um, it's, you know, being from here, like that was obviously very helpful in the process and going out and talking to people because I knew everyone. I, I right, we knew we gonna, everyone's gonna be skeptical, right? Like yes. whether you'd been here for like your whole life or three months, you know, you're yeah, like, right. this isn't right. for New Orleans, <laughs> right? <laughs> you're like, dude, you just moved here, you know. I had one guy like from the French Quarter with an Australian accent who was like trying to out New Orleans me. I'm like, dude, like you better shut this down right now because you are not gonna out New Orleans me. Je- unlike Jeff other- has Jeff has some thoughts on this. <laughs> The projectionism that you find <laughs> from the outsiders who've just moved here. And that's cool. Yeah, right. Get the, that's we, cool, yeah, man. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm New Orleans. I'm more in New Orleans than you kind right. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's, you know, all right. Nolier than thou, I yeah. believe is what they call it. I like it. I like it. Yeah. So, but I think, you know, again, if you, you know, the proof is in like you just, is it even worth taking, right? Are people, is it worth like having? I mean, right at the end of the day, sure, it's like sure. everyone should be skeptical. I don't, I don't like, I don't have any problem with people being skeptical. Like, let's do that, right? <clears throat> but try it, right? And if it sucks after you try it, fine. You know, it's, it's like yes. what I tell my kids about eating food. You know what I mean? Like, right. have three bites, you know, and then then we can decide. You know, just because you're eating Nutria doesn't mean it has to be disgusting. You know, right. it could be good. I don't it's know. Nice, I've actually never, I'd never tried it's it. Nice. I had a Nutria chili once. Was it good? Yeah, it was one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like gamey. <laughs> Right, but I mean, yeah. like you know, it's our venison. Whatever. Yes, exactly. It's our venison. <laughs> yeah. Once upon a time, there was a, a crew member on a boat who was who was like, "Yeah, I don't think that we should put a city here," you know. And the boat captain was like, "No, we sh- the city should be here." They had that argument, <laughs> right? You know. And then and, New Orleans and was then born. Sprung New Orleans. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I was like, ah, "This location, maybe we should go a little bit further up the river." Yeah. No. No, it's got to be here. Right here. You know, we got to do it here. It's bend. Totally. Right. Here. Yeah. And, and yeah. The lake. You have, yeah, we right. got to be close no. to the lake. Exactly. I, I thought when it was going down, like, I, I did see some, like, Facebook complaining and stuff like that. I was very much on the side of the blue bikes. And I'll tell you why. Because I, uh, I had gone with uh, Tracy, my girlfriend, to Tulsa, Oklahoma. She's trying to uh, – and you're like, why? 
And <laughs> <laughs> so, because because nine dollar flights. Yes, because uh, there was this like uh, this airline that popped up, Allegiant Air, that was like sending me these promos, and I was like, this can't be fucking real. You know, it's like forty nine dollars to these cities, and I was like, come on. And then and so I said, I was like, Tracy, this airline is sending me these uh, fare specials, and it's about we could go to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And you haven't been to Oklahoma before, and you're trying to tick off every state in the right. United States and it's on okay. your list. I mean, it's, right? It's, Oklahoma's it's, okay. And and then I was and and she was like, "Let's book it." And I was like, "Good, all right, good. We're going to Tulsa, Oklahoma." So we did. We went for a few days. We went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, just a couple of days. That's all you want to do. And uh, and so we were there, and and I'm like Tulsa. Fucking Oklahoma has fucking ride share, man, with bikes, man. Okay? And I came back and I was like, if Tulsa, Oklahoma has ride share, New Orleans can have fucking ride share, man, for crying out loud. This is a low impact, uh, low risk, low risk yeah. uh, thing that we're talking about here, folks. You know, you're really digging deep to find totally. criticisms. What's going to happen is the implementation is going to happen and the criticisms are going to go away and fade into the limelight. Yeah. And you can screw it up. Or I mean, it's not like it's history. not like you can't screw it up, and you can throw money good after bad. You know, like for sure, like it's yeah. like you can screw up anything, right? Yeah. But sure. it's like it's like yeah, exactly. This is happening in so many communities. Like it's certainly worth trying, yes. right? Um, but yeah, no, we like actually this is one of those situations where you know uh, we New Orleans was able to have a partnership with a private company where we didn't have to put any public money into it, Got it. which rarely happens actually in. Uh, particularly in public infrastructure, but in bike share specifically. Bike share. New yeah. York has this. I said like, ride share, I meant bike yeah, share. Yeah, we, we get you. Yeah. Um, and, um, but that's because of the tourism, right? So basically the tourism add this kind of extra usage. And, sure. and so that's what people were like, ah, it's just for tourists. And like, sure, tourists will use it. But what it, the tourist market actually enabled was the economics to work out where the city, the public, you know, the taxpayers didn't have to put up any money totally. into it. So it's kind of like a no risk. It's the best kind of trial exactly. where you don't even have to put any risk into it. That's right. You know? yeah. And so that 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 part made it interesting. And I, but I agree with you. It's like uh, over the year and like trying to really be thoughtful and you know certainly missteps, uh, but really trying to get people involved and talk to people about where they wanted to go and, and how to make it useful and coming up with different ways to make it accessible in terms of like super low like plans. If you have like if you get SNAP benefits, you can get it for like twenty dollars a year, right? I mean, like you, so there's ways to try to. Uh, as as much as possible, make it um, easy for people to use, and it started to take off. I mean, you see some funky stuff. I mean, I, I really love it. I mean, like there there's like people using the blue bikes that are like, um, you know, and clearly you know very much locals. I see it being used in different ways, like yeah. all up and down. You know, here in the seventh ward, I see it used by locals all the time. Yeah, can Absolutely. can I just can I just add this? Were you ever just like backed into the corner? You know, where your like ears were pinned back and. You're looking for an improvisational solution and to, to pitch it to some people who are just being really, really cantankerous. And you're just like, listen, we did the research and you got to understand that so many people drink in this city <laughs> and they are going to have to have the appeal of a bike that isn't your bike that won't be susceptible to being stolen while you're doing your day drinking during the multitudinous events oh. that we have year round well, totally. makes the bike so appealing to locals. Yeah. And, may, may and you say, know how many people that is? Half lot. the population. <laughs> may I say, Jeff, for people listening that don't know, one of the biggest anxieties for a bike rider, like such as myself, <clears throat> in yeah. New Orleans, yeah. is it getting stolen. Yeah, totally. And you then, just can't lock it up and go get drunk 
and go home in another fashion because you didn't feel comfortable driving a bike and home, which that happens. Yeah. That bike's probably gone. That when bike's that, gone. When you, when you, no. Or this or, is what I'm talking about. Yeah, even in the day like, drinking scenario, like how many of you have been in that scenario where you're like, you're like, oh, I'll meet up with you guys. I gotta go get don't my bike. And I'm like, yeah. oh, phew. dude, we'll be like three bars later. Like, hopefully, right. we'll find you. Exactly. I don't know. I don't this know. Is, yeah, this yeah, is what exactly. I'm saying. Yeah. So, I totally, absolutely. Right, right. Was that a selling point? Absolutely. I mean, like, <laughs> oh, look, good. you're going to have your Uber costs, right? Like, <laughs> exactly. Uber bike right. down there and Uber back. <laughs> right. And, right. And, and it's right. pretty cheap, you know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty cheap. It's pretty affordable. Yeah. So, it's gotten better. And then, like I said, there's some things that have evolved, right? I mean, and like, we have to be real that there's definitely, there's been, more impact to uh, bike shops than like I think was anticipated right. in the bike rental business. Some bike rentals have done phenomenally well. Like we actually the one we were just talking about before, get up and the folks give and ride. Yeah. Like the, so, there's some like bike riding tours that have like exploded in the same year, right? right. As as blue bikes have been around. So I think you know there's been some evolution, some shift. Well, that's part of. I mean, I would think that that like if everyone's if blue bikes is doing well, then everyone else is doing well. I kind of feel like. Like in in industries, when one craft brewing company is doing well, then the other craft. Urban South, everybody, Paradise Park, by the way. Um, shout out of the week to. Our, Let me tell you what, man. Look out, Abita, um, Abita, you're on the. You're on. You're on you're the on wane. No, you're on notice. You're on the wane. Abita, you're on notice. So right. yeah. like and like, just say this is an all ages place to go too. It's a great place to yes. go for adults, and you can. It's like you bring your family there, That's right. and they are very welcoming, inclusive. Like when it's popping, like Saints games, they will not only have one; they'll have two bounce houses going yes. at the brewery. Irving Wait, are South. you trying to cover for the Irving. fact that you crafted the ABO policy that <laughs> r- resulted in this, man, on the state? No, level? I don't know, but if like that, this should be model legislation. If this is like right. actually like like if bounce that, houses are a part of like what's yes. the permitting process? <laughs> are you kidding? Like totally, everyone should do this around the country. <laughs> yeah, you're right. There are some things that New Orleans gets right progressively. It's bounce, bounce houses at the bar. <laughs> bounce houses at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally exactly it's like it's craft brewing and craft bouncing that's right so urban south everybody um what was the point the point was is, the cans are made out of aluminum so therefore they're recyclable that's uh, right for another couple of days don't bike and drink don't do bike not bike and drink do right. not drink excessively and bike no don't. don't do it and um so i wanted to bring up this uh and we well, i want to catch up to what you're doing now dwight but Eventually, but um, <laughs> look, okay, it's the whole thing with the craft brewery. That was the point. It's like if one craft brewery is doing right. good, we're all we're LA 37, Urban yeah, South, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. everyone's doing good. All so, the boats rise together. So, if every, yeah, all the boats rise together, basically. Yeah. So, if, if biking gets better in New Orleans, everyone benefits, you know, absolutely. That, that includes the advent of blue, blue bikes, absolutely. Um, and so there was an article, I don't know if you guys saw it in the advocate, um, a about uh, African Americans uh, biking, right? And the, the the what was posited in the article was that like maybe this is helping a lot of the recent changes. And it's I'm curious as what do you think about this? But I mean, it can't hurt. Like when every culture is impacted, um, or all of our communities are impacted by the advent of bicycling, I think it's a good thing, you know? And so, um, Macno had posted something, had posted that article, and I posted a, a photo and a comment about mm. um, about the second line, right? And one of my favorite things, and Jeff and I talk about the second line all the time, and all the subcultures that happen on the second line, from the motorbikes, to the snake people, to the, to the, to the, to the, to the pit right. bulls, 
to the you know all the different subcultures and what's popped up this last year is these big bicyclist crews and it really just happened it i mean I, yeah it's a new fashion it's statement a, it's thing. a new thing yeah. it's and awesome the, the yeah it so really is and i i started noticing it like it really it's been gathering steam like and i and i agree it has with you yeah. and it's and i and i would say it's it is like it's been growing throughout the city right there have been people who have been biking for a long time right like people who've been biking out of necessity right or people who just like you know that's just their lifestyle like so there's always been like kind of like you know, on the more or less on the margins, people like who have been just making it happen, like grinding it out, like you know, sure. in danger. Um, right, but, having a bike on the sidewalk right. and the wrong way down the road. Right, totally. Exactly. And do it right, exactly. Like the way that they were taught, like totally. whether it's you know the safest way or not, like that's how they were taught, and sure. like, just right, exactly. Um, or right, the road conditions in particular like necessitate right. some like creative like path planning. Totally, yeah, for sure. So. But um, but it has grown culturally. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's been growing. Like I remember seeing a group of guys, um, and they were more like, but f- like if they just walked into a bar, you would think they were a motorcycle gang. But they were actually had like <laughs> totally. chopper bicycles. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, That's right. Yeah. And then they got the tricked out rims. Oh yeah, no, it's amazing. The badass handlebars, and like, so that stuff's happening. And that's like that's yeah, the New Orleans. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, and that's the New Orleans thing that I'm saying. It's like the bicycle's a tool, right? I mean, like, I mean, like, and it actually turns out it's a pretty great tool when your city is mostly flat and like nine months out of the year, pretty like pleasant to ride around in. And now there's bike lanes. And now, like, we're even creating infrastructure to make it safer, like, to, like right. the next level. But I think the culture is absolutely growing around it, and that is exciting. And you're absolutely right. I totally agree. Like you know, with the article with um, um, uh, the folks um, uh, in the uh, in Get Up and Ride, Blake and um, uh, Nick, I think, um, right, right, uh, are doing a you know again started out as something just social, just guys hanging out, and then really it's like this is like a, just a great way to hang out and get around, uh, and just. Seeing, yeah, in second lines, it, Mardi Gras, you're seeing like people trick out their bikes and turning them into like f- mini f- floats. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're seeing that kind of happen uh, here and there. And I think that absolutely is about saying, you know, we don't have to do it the same way that any other city does it, whether it's Portland or Amsterdam or wherever. Portland's more like that. Uh Five plus mile spandex. Yeah, talk about. Totally that's a right. that's a broad audience out there, dude. That's mainstream. It's very very much not pretty. I'll just take the train. Thanks. <laughs> right. There's rules. I'll just take the. There's train. a whole language associated. There's <laughs> jargon. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can't just like be a lazy right. biker like I am. That's just get yelled at for like. You can't be you like know, you know like right. drinking your like Paradise Park like exactly. while you're cruising down the street. Yeah, you, know? you can't have your Paradise Park where you're in, in your water bottle. Well, and that's well, that's a segue too because i'm like trying to get that out ever ever since (laughs) ever look we had a tragedy folks uh on the saturday of mardi gras and dimian parade um where some folks uh were killed on their bikes um not too far from where we're recording right now on esplanade avenue on in bike lanes and um i have found since then that as I bike daily on my commute and just to get around, um, particularly in this neighborhood, that cars seem to be more chill. Like there's some sort of aware and maybe using their blinkers a little bit more, but also I've changed my behavior a little bit and I'm not drinking the Paradise Park beer <laughs> on my bike. I think that accounts for 85% of it. Because, <laughs> because 
like, uh, I'll be noticing that. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, he can use, you can use both hands to right. signal now. Exactly. No, I'm, so I'm signaling really clearly. I'm just trying to be a very conscientious bike rider. And I find that cars seem to be trying to be conscientious as well. Yeah, I mean, it was a big, like, we've had many tragedies, right? There's been, like, a couple of, like, really bad incidents on Esplanade where people have been killed in several years past. You know, right. they were, there was one at a time. Um, but they were similarly doing everything they were supposed to be doing, you know? And so we have a lot, like, like all cities, we have many of these tragedies are happening with all too, you know, frightening regularity. This was a particularly, like, intense and brutal incident, drunk driver, right? I mean, so that was also a big part of, like, what was happening is, like, hey, you know what? And, like, I, again, kids, I am not recommending drinking and biking, but, like, the people you are imperiling is a, f- a lot less. Like, if you're, mostly if you're yourself. not driving a four-ton Yeah, vehicle. I mean, you can sure, certainly hurt people sure. walking on the side. You right. can hurt people. I'm not saying you can't hurt people, but, like, driving is a is a totally different league of, of danger and risk to the community, right? Totally. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, so you had, like, you know, uh, a really, really tragic incident, and I think that did, like, raise the level of awareness much broader in the community and I think part of it is like, um, you know, again, this 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 idea of silver lining, silver lining and timing, you know, where all these other things had been happening, right? People had seen like exactly, people on yeah. their bike rides at night with the light up bikes, and people like so it was starting to grow the con- blue bikes, right? I mean, like all these things were happening, conflicts were kind of starting to pop up around the city in terms of like how do we deal with this kind of growing way of getting the, around the, the Barone bike lane the Barone bike lane like also a, like I've, all, I love yeah. the agitation that's also uh. very involved in that whole thing and um, and I think that put it into like reframe the whole thing right you say yeah. hey wait a minute like, can we really remember that this really is like like riding a bike should not be a dangerous thing to get around just like walking that's right right like this is like human powered that's right right and like that is the most low cost efficient healthy way to get around and it's not to say like, you know, it should do everything, yeah. but it should be like at least safe. I uh, <clears throat> agreed. I don't like getting into a car like on an interstate because I feel like I'm, a, you know, like I'm data driven. <laughs> I've said this before on the podcast, and I think like <laughs> I'm gonna get killed if I'm like on. A, but also on my bike, as I'm appro- biking down Esplanade Corridor to the CAC every day, uh, I ref- I do not listen to anything. I don't pull out my phone. I have my head is on a swivel, and I'm just like, I, I mean, maybe I'm just being a big old pussy, but it's like, no, no, you're, I'm you're going. like, you probably have like the lowest insurance rates in the state, and it's exactly, <laughs> and so every, and every time I get to Esplanade and Claiborne, I'm like, don't die here today, <laughs> and I just say that to myself as I'm approaching. I'm like, this is because that's the highest like percentage of me getting killed along my route would be there. Right. Yeah. So I just think, don't just be extra careful. Yeah. Right. Here, here. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And no, that's I the think. that's the mind shift part that's hard when we have these community discussions, right? That's the hard part. It's a perfect example, right? Because you're like, it's it's not the what we call the safest way to create a bike lane, right? On Esplanade, where you've got a driving lane, a bike lane, and a park lane. That's you know sometimes called co- conventional or traditional. I would call it m- pretty medium high risk, but better than nothing, right? Exactly. Um, 
But what you see is like so there's that at least it's something. But then what we what do we do when we get to the intersection, right? Where it's right. the most dangerous with the most stuff going on. It's like pff, you're and, on your own. And cars are taking. You're a on ride, your own, and there's man. There's no bike lane yeah, suddenly, it's like, and then like it's like you're completely on your own <clears throat> walking right. or biking. Totally. And and so I think that's a sign of like the part about making. How is it a priority in our community? Like right, if you really want walking and biking to be safe for people. Like that's going to become potentially some minor inconvenience when you're driving, right? And I say minor as in like a few seconds, right? Like sure. you might have to stop and let people cross before you make before your right you turn. Go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What kind of bullshit is that? I know it's insane. It's, it's totally selfish. <laughs> They, they got they got turn signal. They got light signals for bicycles. Now. I gotta fucking wait for this bicyclist. Man, you're out your damn mind. I don't do that. I'm in a Mercedes. I gotta get going here. No oh, man. I, I so totally. that's a great story. Like the, so, we did that project. That was the one last fall. The it was, it was called Connect the Crescent. Worked with the bike advocacy group, Bike Easy. Uh, so we, we, you know, we did this work to transform this network of streets through downtown and parts of Central City for three months. So it was a three-month temporary materials. Everything was going to scrub up, but we reconfigured the streets to let people actually experience right change. Which you know, like we're talking about before, like when people like talk about these things, they talk about it abstractly. They're like, you're going to kill people. Like it's going to be traffic's going to be crazy. You know, all kinds of whatever mm. reasons yeah. about something that hasn't even happened. Right, yeah, and you're like, yes. and that you probably don't even really know that much about. You know, you haven't really looked at it in other cities or anything else. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. And you're like, well, let's just try it, and then we can have like an actual conversation about actual impacts and whether or not it was good or bad. You know, based on reality. You know, and a things actually taking yes, place. Can, yes. Yes. Can I give you some feedback? <laughs> oh, jeez. Hit me. <clears throat> because that that corridor, <clears throat> that the corridor, that can three, that three month experiment, um, I took every single day. And it was a little bit more dangerous than the rest of my ride because, because <laughs> it was like, like you're saying, the cars were. It was the bike lanes two, both ways, were against the curb, and then there was the parking, and then there was the street, um, for, auto traffic, and there were like three hotels. So there's just like, you're you're like running into bellhops the whole time, <laughs> like, and that then. Was, and there was a problem with the turning, like people. And look, the the cars were nice. People were all like, everyone was just like, "What the fuck <laughs> is going on?" And I'm like, I'm gonna go back to drive riding through the quarter, on, you right. know, on Dolphin or whatever, because it was just like ah, it was just so much. But then the the constructive criticism part is that. And I get that it was an experiment. Is I didn't get the memo that it was a three month deal. So one day I'm just going all on my run. I'm like, where the fuck did the bike lane go, dude? Like it went away. You know, it was just moved, man. It is yeah. coming coming soon to a curve moved. near you. But 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 the paint lines were still kind of there. <laughs> kind of. They were just kind of yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. No. And that was like that's There's a not a good eraser for that. No. You know what no, I mean? There's there's not. No. <laughs> and I and I went to the bike easy event, the fundraiser I saw you at. Jeff yeah. Jeff was there, so that's probably where we also know each other. And I had so many people bend in my ear about like the, that particular issue because it was in the news at the time. And no one that I talked to actually uses it. Or used it. Really? I was using it every day. Yeah. I mean, oh, they were so talk, giving you comments on it. They were, yeah, yeah, they were like pontificating, adding opinions, they opining. Were on, they were on like yeah, Mount yeah. Pius, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 
And I'm like, and you wait, were on, I you actually, were on Mount Real. I'm actually doing this twice a day, five days a week, dog. <laughs> so what, what? So tell me again about your experience. Well, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, no, it's true. And and the hotel. I mean. I'll say just say this that part was real the hotels and like and how do you nav is like navigate that it turns out in downtown New Orleans now you literally cannot throw a rock without hitting a hotel that that makes it really hard to totally do. Yeah 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 they're all over the place They are everywhere so There's now. a lot of standing vehicles right, because right. of that Oh my gosh but um but yeah but like it's like a process where we could at least try like a different way and totally. so like I was just going to oh let me like the the one there's a lot of fun stories about like trying to do that project but one of my one of them, a good one was we were out there on Central City like so we're on Simone Boulevard I know it's, it's Simon Bolivar, but my, my grandmother's Spanish, so it's just, I, can't, I, can't, I can't not say like the hero's name. Like Simone you know? Bolivar. <laughs> I mean, like otherwise. But um, and uh, and so we're out there, kind of. My friend and I are, are doing striping, and we're kind of laying out stuff and trying to touch up some stuff. And all these cars are going by, and most of the people like are like from the neighborhood are like, this is great. Thank you so much. Like, you know, I was, it was dangerous out there. People are walking by or they work at the health clinic next door and like, this is great. We love it. The, like the, literally the only person who was hating was a older white woman in a Mercedes who was like, you're going to kill somebody. You know what I mean? Like you are not like, you're trying to get through here as fast as possible. That's what you're concerned yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Right, <laughs> like, right. That's, that's, that's the concern. That's where right. getting killed is, is like I have to drive 25 miles an hour now I instead have of to, 45. I have to slow down. Yeah. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. That's funny. <laughs> Let me ask you one question, too, and then uh, we probably have to move on and, and wrap up. Go ahead at buck 10 right now. Yeah, and, uh, and you got a hard out. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, but uh, what do you do about FedEx, UPS, and now Amazon trucks? What can be done about them parking in the fucking bike lanes all the time and seemingly on not my, and seemingly never being motivated to stop doing it on my daily commute. even though there's plenty of room for them to park totally. because there's this whole thing about like that they desire a a, a zone that's uh, a little bit over from the cars because that means that they don't have they it's less time for them because they don't have a car they don't have anything impeding them in front of them. So they can just roll out of there quickly. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I, so they they see the bike lane I would as an additional parking spot. Totally, and like, they're not alone. Or do you think they're enforcing yeah. the new citations on that? Like they probably just not. And I, for my personal opinion, I think when we get into enforcement and citations on this stuff like that, it, we start getting punitive, and like we're just going to start pissing people off, right? I and mean, we saw this. Like you remember remember the incident when the guy like who was riding his bicycle and ended up with like a thousand dollar fines from like some cop that he was like yep. kind of afraid of. You know what I mean? He got like yep. You know he crossed the street and he gets fined for like unregistered bike and going oh, the wrong he, way. He, all that stuff like that. That was a four in the morning. He was right? a he was a musician by the way, yeah. and and, yeah. and that blew up in the city's face. Yeah, but, uh, totally. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's the same point, and I think like similarly, if you're trying to help, like you know, um, people getting around, walking, biking, transit, being just as punitive on drivers is going to also similarly backlash. I don't think that's a good approach. But with the corporations, when like when Jeff says like, I experienced this ten times totally. on my commute, coming and going ten times a day, yeah, with delivery trucks that could have pulled over. And didn't. Yeah. I just chose not to because I didn't want to take the time to do like the parallel parking. So here's the question. You since you did it twice a day for three months, how did you see the, the amount of delivery trucks parking in the bike lane during yes. that experiment yes. go down or stay the same? 
when we put when we moved the bike lane to the curb, and then now park cars were separated. That's a good question. Yeah. I, for the most part, my experience was, and this is generally why, yeah. like, way, way you reconfigure these things, yep. it went way down. It went right? way down. The casual, yeah. per, most people, unless they were doing work on the street, which you know, energy certainly will do anytime they, you know, like that pop up. But then, what but for the most part, like what you're dealing with is like you're running into guys with um, hand trucks. But you have, I guess, you have I new mean, conflicts, so you have to, well, right? I mean, like, there's I mean, always, yeah. you're always going to have to navigate right. conflicts, Something's right? better than nothing. Sure, Something's better. Sure. And like we're saying, like, same thing we're talking about with broad, right? Is right. it an improvement, right? Yes. And I think that's the question, right? Like, yeah. is it better it's than better. it was? It's better. And it's better. I, you know, right? I, I, so I, that's I, one of the main ways we do yeah. this. People feel safer, and you reduce conflicts when you put the bike lane next to the curb. Yes. It doesn't have to be the two-way. That was pretty bold experiment, which is kind of like, you know, I like to do. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. adventurous. Throw it that's against what you the tell, wall. That's yes. your, your, your special yes. friends. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> so, but uh, you know, going it alongside the curb is where I see. generally no, you're the right. strategy is that kind of creates a, a level of separation that more people feel safe and also is more respected by drivers. Yep. Right, and maybe maybe some negotiation with the companies themselves or conversation with them at all. So. Totally. I mean, you know, that's going to be a tricky thing. And that's, I mean, design solutions are one thing, punitive. And then it seems like that would yeah, be the other thing to awareness. reach out to yeah. the companies themselves to say, where's your policy on this? Right. You and know? like, so, like, is it we, in the training? Right. Is it in the training? Is it in the training? <laughs> like, yeah. Right. Yeah, it is. Okay. Don't these park. Tiny, this is a safety these issue. These tiny here. lanes are your parking lanes. It's yeah. a safety <laughs> issue. Right. They're like, we're training you. Like, like bro, park. park there. Well, because it's. That's it, the well, easy place. Well, yeah. there's, there's a, you know, you need to mitigate against litigation. You know, yep. mitigation against litigation. Yeah. Which is. <laughs> mitigation. No, I don't know. <laughs> is that where we stop the glaciers from melting? Which is. <laughs> right. that too. Yeah, exactly. That's the next. That's coming up on the next episode. Um, so the fact that I have to swerve around these UPS trucks and if I get killed, you know, I don't know. Jeff might sue on my behalf. <laughs> It'll be in your like I carry I carry that note around me in my pocket. You know, like if I am hit like by swerving around, please sue. <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, no, I think there's room. I mean, all that stuff. There's a lot of changes that are happening. A lot of it is hype and stuff like uh, that, right? Like mm-hmm. the scooter share. Sorry, it's just bullshit, right? Oh I god, mean, I hate, oh that is. Look, they're one of these like classic tech things. Individually, DC they are fun to ride. DC is awful with that shit. Like so they need I've, to I've go away. Them, same thing. Like they need to go away. Ride them by they're yourself, dangerous. like for fun. Like you know, it's like we, you know, like, like in a parking lot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like thousands of people, like drunk, like bachelor and bachelorette no, parties, no like good. disaster. No point. Right? Well, not only like, that, no but people point. leave them in the middle of the sidewalk, oh, yeah. and and they're like, I mean, I saw people do it. You know, it's a narcissist wet right. dream. You know what I mean? In a way, I mean, it is. It's like, and they have so many. It's like, yeah, exactly. Like this is the device I've been waiting wheels, for. Is, you know, I'll right. park it in the middle of the sidewalk, sneak into my room, and peek out the window, and just get off on like watching people being frustrated with my actions. That's the way I feel about those things. Get rid of them, DC. So, Dwight, what's what's next for you, man? What do you? Have uh, free agency, pre agency. Pre- I'm post agency. Free pre post. Yeah, I'm post agency. Um, yeah, I mean, you I'm. Can't, like, you can't even make a demand. Like Anthony I can't Davis even right make now. it. No, because exactly. you're post agency. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I'm doing different things around. Um, I still am interested in transportation and doing things like that, and. Um, 
Uh, I'm actually, uh, you know, working on various scheming. I'm doing the New Orleans hustle. That's what I'm doing. Yes, yeah, and I'm trying yeah, to scheming. do it well. The New Orleans hustle. scheming and, and hustling. Like my hustling has gotten like off, and so I need to like really get my game back. You got to so, get your game back. Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our so listeners yeah. are familiar with the New Orleans hustle. <laughs> we, 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 we've had Chris Lane on several times. <laughs> so, so folks, if you're listening, Dwight is uh, is hustling over here, and totally. uh, if you need him. You know, you, you know where to call. <laughs> Water get in touch issues. with us at It's a Good Life. Don't go to Dwight's site. Just get in touch with us. <laughs> That's right. I know. It's still on the to-do Joel's list. Joel's repping in now. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your agent for your post agency. <laughs> Dwight, do you need a reel, man? I can cut you a reel. All right. Let us know. <laughs> We've got all kind of services here it's at the It's a Good Life Babe studios that we can do as well. We'll have to have you come back, fruit play, fly control, uh, to talk about uh, fruit, fruit, fruit fly control, and also uh, what it was like to work in the Landry administration. Maybe we can cover that next time you come on. Yeah, that'd be great. And some other things as well. Anytime. Or, I didn't mean to dog out your former boss. I saw him. Uh, I saw him uh, uh, tooling around fest. at the jazz fest. Yeah, hey. jazz fest. Yeah, he was rolling through on his own. You know, I got to hand it to the guy that uh, you know he gets out there on his own like that, and he's just walking around. He doesn't even have an entourage with him. You know, I got to hand it to a guy that's like willing to do that. That's as famous as he is in this town. You know, and I mean, people obviously like recognize him all the time. You know, and uh, and you know how this town is like no one gives a shit about talking to anybody in this town you know so like he's getting stopped every like 15 feet you know and somebody's like wanting to shake his hand take a photo well no matter what else man his his uh, his um uh confederate statue speech um was one of the best things i've ever heard Absolutely. 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 Yeah. 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 And and Jeff and I like camped out for like five hours that day and saw the Lee statue. Come down. Yep. God, I got such a great shot of that. No, and like it's another it's another one of those things too. Like it was like like it's also speaks to New Orleans like in some ways too, is like our experience was so different than other communities. Like it happened and now it's over and it's like it's over. Right? Right. I mean like it's just over. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, and like, and that's a and great, like, and it's in a good way. You know what I mean? Not yes. in like, right? That is like a great way to. On. Yeah, that's a great way to end this uh, episode be, as a kind of a segue to the next one because I want to talk about that. Okay, yeah. because it is over, but some people think that it's not. And uh, and those people made their shit known uh, during the jazz fest uh, with a banner behind a plane, which we're going to talk about okay. in the next episode. Got it. And uh, and with some other things as well. And. Uh, and and so we're going to address that in the next episode. And Dwight, I want to thank you for coming on, man. It's it's been enlightening. And uh, please, if you can g- keep up the bicycle advocacy, because uh, just speaking uh, as uh, a person who has been a long time uh, cyclist here in New Orleans for both transportation and recreation and occasional daytime drinking, that uh, <laughs> I am, all the uh, right proportions, all the right proportions. <laughs> that I am, uh, I'm, I am definitely appreciative of that. I have personally f- flown in the face of many people who are friends and colleagues who are, you know, bitched and moaned uh, throughout uh, the process of like these of these lanes going up around the city, and I universally just told them to, you know, you know, you can go to hell because I use <laughs> I use my bike all the time, and I would rather it be safer. So there yeah. it is. You know, no, it's good to see you again, man. Like we've had some some times hanging out before, so now we got yes. to like reconnect. It's that's good. right. That's so right. appreciate going to hang with you guys. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Dwight. Thanks, Thanks for coming Dwight. on, man. Yeah, appreciate, I appreciate it. it. Okay, folks, it's a good life, babe.com. I don't really have any plugs, Joel. Do you have any plugs? 
I don't have you know any plugs. Shout out to uh, Amsterdam, Philip, and all of our friends over there in the Netherlands and everywhere around the world. Yes. Here in the United States and Cousin otherwise. Andy. Cousin Always. Andy over there. Ivan is somewhere. Little I think he's homie. in Mexico, but he might be flying to uh, Southeast Asia at this point. Rich VK. We don't know. Rich VK is out there somewhere uh, doing his thing Amsterdam, as well. Philip Facebooked uh, me and, and made fun of the way I said cartoochery. Dude, <laughs> yeah, because it's called charcuterie. I know. <laughs> and he just like... Charcuterie. He just hit me up like at one in the morning my time. Was yeah, like, what the yeah fuck, right, dude? right. He's like up and he's, he's like, gee whiz, like, man, can't yeah. you get this right, Bill? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I'm a fuck. It's like, you know, I don't know how to pronounce it. No, he's like, I'm <laughs> and Dutch he, and I pronounce English better than you exactly. do. Exactly. And, and he was like, about? well, that's what I love about you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's sweet of you to say. That's sweet. That's sweet. And uh, to anybody else who's listening out there in the world, you know, hey, hit us up sometime and write us and let us know that you're listening out there and uh, it's a goodlifebabe.com Jeff and Joel Stales from New Orleans we'll catch up with you next time yeah you're right <laughs>